Hey, I'm Sanjay. Welcome to Wisegrad. Episode number one, the introduction and how to get that scholarship. Let's go. Hey everyone, Sanjay here. Thanks for clicking play and not clicking next. Welcome to the first, first episode of the Wisegrad, of Wisegrad. There's no the. So welcome to the first episode of Wisegrad, the podcast for the motivated procrastinators and the podcast to help students thrive. It's a podcast for students and students at life. It's so many things, but... I felt like I just uh, did a, a, a really, really confusing ad. But it's a podcast for students and students at life. And the podcast is really to help students thrive. So whether you're thinking of studying or you're in your studies now, or you recently graduated, this podcast is definitely for you. So you can call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, brother, uncles, and the little five-year-old cousins. And let's just uh, just make a little circle and sing kumbaya whatever you want to do <laughs> and listen to this podcast so wherever you're tuning in if you're in your shower in your car uh cleaning your apartment or just chilling and relaxing and just listening to my voice uh, thank you so much for tuning in my name is sanjay i'm also known as saint sanj and i am thrilled to <laughs> do this podcast i am i'm really really excited to do this podcast the podcast will also be available on YouTube and uh, on all podcast platforms. So that's Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes, and Anchor. But it's based on Anchor. So you can definitely find it at anchor.fm slash wisegrad. Now, the format for this podcast, this podcast is divided into two very nice sections. The first section is... Uh, the first section is open to all listeners to submit questions or stories. And I absolutely love sharing stories. And then the second section, I jump right into tips. And today it will be how to get that scholarship. And of course, since it's the first podcast, the story will come from me. So, hi, I'm Sanjay and I am a PhD student in Sweden. I am in the Faculty of Medical Sciences. Before this, I did a Master's of Science in Criminology, also in Sweden. And before that, I did my Bachelor's in Psychology in Jamaica. So I'm very much into the behavioral sciences. And uh, don't come to me about CSI and stuff like that. I really don't like it. I don't watch CSI or any of these crime scene investigations shows. I, I'm much more of a mind hunter uh, fan and manhunt shows like those. I, I like those. I do not like CSI and I don't think I've watched more than two episodes. Yeah, so I've been living in Sweden for about four, ooh, that's a lie, two years. <laughs> I've been living away from Jamaica for about four years and my story is that I was rejected a million times. The other day I went to uh, check my emails and I just typed, um, we're sorry. 
I did that as a keyword or keywords. And I also looked at, oh, what else did I do? Uh, application. I use application as a, th a keyword. And I don't even want to tell you the amount of rejection letters I got. Uh, rejection from scholarships, rejection from jobs. I've been through them all. So as much as some people would think that uh, now I'm thriving and I've always been thriving, I've been rejected a million times. And I was counting the emails. And probably if I was counting it at a different point in my life, I would be depressed. But I was really happy that I did not get some of those jobs and some of those scholarships because I really was not focused on some of them. I really wasn't that interested in some of them. And I mean, where I am now, I'm very happy. I'm quite content with, with my position in life right now. So this, the main section of, of the podcast today is how to get scholarships, how to get that scholarship, that scholarship that you really want. And it's really based on some of the mistakes I've made. <laughs> I've made uh, tons of mistakes when I, when I downloaded some of the PDF files that I submitted for the scholarship. I just had to shake my head and really say that was absolute garbage. That's why you didn't get a scholarship. It's so obvious you did not deserve that scholarship. And I know there's some people wondering uh, why, why am I even talking about scholarships? But for many people, uh, just going to school for free, free university for free, it's, it's not a luxury for many people in the world. And it's not cheap either. So many students, and if, if Jamaicans are listening to this, I'm sure they're very much interested. Many students want scholarships or potential students want scholarships. Uh, and you feel really motivated to get that scholarship, but you've been submitting, submitting and submitting and nothing is coming and you might be really frustrated. <laughs> you probably are really frustrated with the whole situation because it is tiring to give so much of yourself and get nothing in return except unfortunately we can't no or i'm sorry to tell you or the worst the worst of them all is when they ghost you you hear nothing from them and you probably see them posting oh we just awarded 50 new scholarship uh, to blah 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 to whoever well whatever and you get really angry so this podcast today is how to get scholarships and from my mistakes I hope you can learn from them uh, not all of them are my mistakes some are my friends mistakes and some of them I just know through conversations with other people so I have uh, seven tips to get that scholarships and let's just go through them one by one so the first one or the first mistake that some people make uh, wait I actually named this uh, why you didn't get the scholarship. That was the first name of this <laughs> the podcast, but I had to turn it to a more positive light into how to get the scholarship. So the first thing that you need to do or, or not do is copy things from the internet. Don't copy things from the internet. You will not get a scholarship if you copy an essay from the internet. These generic models of essay, they do not work. <laughs> now, the best thing to do is probably ask, personally ask a past scholarship recipient, a recent one for the scholarship that you want. So if it's in Sweden and you're looking at the SI scholarship or the UK and you're looking for the Shevening, Shevening, Shev, 
I don't know how you pronounce it, publish evening, and you're looking to get the evening scholarship, then ask a past recipient. Um, I'm sure there'll be a couple of them who won't want to send you this, this essay, but you must be able to network with one of them. Probably talk to them before you want to ask, you know, kind of warm them up to the whole situation. Say, hey, how's your day going? And maybe four weeks from then you ask them for a copy of their, their essay, uh, the scholarship application, the one that doesn't have too much uh, personal information. And when you get that, you try to work from that and, and understand maybe what the selection committee is looking for. And yeah, you get a good idea to know what you can put in your application. But just don't copy from the internet. Don't copy the generic uh, scholarship essays. And with that, your essays need to be relatable. So whatever story you're putting in, if you're going to say this is your uh, life story. So this is number two. Whatever story you're going to put and say this is my life story. This is my dream. This is my aspiration. Don't make it boring. So, <laughs> and you might feel really connected to what you wrote, but it's very important to not make it boring. It needs to be exciting. And just think that this selection committee probably reads, uh, just give a wild guess, a hundred applications a day. Let's say they're doing this for seven days and your application is number 450 they're probably really, really bored by now. It's their job, but it can get really tiring and they're probably really bored and your paper did not even strike an emotion in them. It's just going to get tossed in the box of could have been wannabes, whatever, with that. So you need to stand out, make your essay relatable, make it uh, related to uh, your life story, an honest life story and related to your goals. With that said, I can talk about number three now. Number three is your references. Now this is really important to have very good references. Uh, some terrible references can actually be your good friend, your best friend, or your neighbor. They can be really awful references. They can also be really good, but don't just think because these people are close to you and they know you a lot that they can be good references. So think about who you want the scholarship uh, committee to call <laughs> and someone who can give a really positive light, a positive image on you. Uh, definitely not sugarcoat everything, but you need someone who can speak well of you and confidently speak well of you. That's really important because just with your essay and your life story, the scholarship team might ask them a couple of things about your work ethics and just who you are as a person, your whole character. And if the person who is relating this information can't do it confidently, they, may, they might be like, oh, Sanjay, he was a... Uh, He's pretty good. He's, he's, he's okay. That really sucks. You don't want someone to just say you're okay. You want someone who can speak well of you and just be as excited about you as you are about yourself. And with that said, I would contact my references and also, you know, kind of uh, test them, <laughs> test my reference, you know, ask them a couple questions and say, uh, how do you think about me and this? And, and note their response. Then you'll have a good indication of who can be your good reference. 
Next up, number four, unimpressive skills. Please remove unimpressive skills from your whole uh, scholarship application. One unimpressive skill is that you are good in Microsoft Office. I mean, in 2019, I don't know who isn't good at Microsoft Office. And as much as this sounds like something fantastic to put on a resume uh, that you can use Word, I really don't think it's impressive because it's probably on everybody's scholarship application on their CV. Everyone's saying, oh, I'm good at Microsoft Office. I doubt uh, the selection committee even reads that part. So you need to put skills that are unique to you and unique to the scholarship or the program that you're going to study. Uh, so for example, if I was, or when I was applying for my master's in criminology, I would make sure that the skills that are included in my CV relate to behavioral sciences, right? I need to show that my experience in behavioral sciences is, uh, I had good experience in that, uh, quality experiences, quality too, over quantity. And that will be uh, a standout factor in your, your whole application. So it's very important to list impressive skills. Uh, number five is your writing style. Now, for many people, this is a big challenge because uh, how they write their essays, or they're just not good writers, but how they write their essay really matters. And I think it matters for everyone. Because for one, the story needs to be coherent. There needs to be a nice flow to your essay story, nice flow in your CV, nice flow in every little paragraph or every question they ask you. So if it's one of those online application uh, platforms where you have to respond to 10 questions, uh, you need to make sure everything is coherent, everything sounds good, it sounds like a nice story. So start with a banger. A banger is the first sentence. That's what I call a banger. A sentence that will just grab whoever is reading it and hold them. And like then your second sentence is the sentence that keeps them. The third, fourth, or wherever you're going, but your the rest of this, the body is the body, yeah, the whole content of it. And then you end with a wicked conclusion, a conclusion that they will make whatever you said memorable and it sticks with them. And when I do things like this, I like to include numbers and percentages and say I did, I made this company increase this with that percentage. You get what I'm saying. But it's very good to make a, a, a nice image with your answers. If the reader can visualize it, it's very good. A next tip for a wicked scholarship application is make sure you match the program you're applying to. And also make sure you match the scholarship you're applying to. So with my mistakes, uh, some of the scholarships I applied to, I really did not <laughs> match them. And as an individual coming from a place where, let's say, tertiary education is not free, you might end up applying to many scholarships just because, just you want to get into a program. Many of us are just really motivated and we want to learn more, but we're really not sure about what we want to learn more about. So we end up applying to scholarships all over. And when you really check it, we're not really related to that scholarship. We have no deep interest in the topic. You might like it now, 
but you have no deep interest in the topic. So make sure whatever you're applying to matches you and not just matches the situation you're in, which is I need a scholarship or I need to study some more or I have a gap year and I would not want to work right now. I want to go back to school, something like that. So ensure that the scholarship matches you, matches your whole CV, matches the essay you wrote and matches your whole perspective on life. And I can just jump into number seven is your end goal must be clear. So have a clear end goal. What do you want with this scholarship? What's it really going to do for you? And what do you want with this program? How can the program benefit you? And how can you benefit the school? You know, it's a symbiotic relationship. What can they do for you? And what can you do for them? And we often forget that. We just jump in uh, wanting to take, 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 take. Give me your money and I'll study. <laughs> maybe I play uh, a sport. Maybe I join a team. But many of us forget that we really need to have a, a really concrete symbiotic relationship with uh, whoever's giving you the scholarship and the institution you're going to. So how can you benefit them? How will your skills add to their diverse classroom? Uh, how will they help you? So when you're even writing your essays, think about that. How can you help them? How can they help you? And of, of course, don't go and try to save the world with this. Uh, be realistic. And be honest in whatever two-year, three-year, or four-year <laughs> plan you might have. Whatever your end goal is, be realistic. So that's seven. But I have three more things to say with it. So that's seven, seven tips on how to have a successful scholarship application. But let's look at eight, nine, and ten. Uh, it's my... It's my... 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 my <laughs> It, it's what I'm saying to you right now. Uh, it's the statement that I think you should keep. Three statements I think you should keep in your head when you're applying for scholarships. Uh, number eight, or number one in this case, dare to be different. Again, let's go back to thinking about 450 people applying for a scholarship. A lot of them are the same. And probably, let's say, 10% of them copied from the internet. Okay, bye-bye to them. But for you to stand out, you need to be different. How are you different from every other applicant over all these years that they've been giving the scholarship away? What makes you unique? And when, when you find what makes you unique, capitalize on it. You know, make it big, make it obvious, and don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back. Now, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I, I don't like to speak too much about myself. I tend to have others speak <laughs> well of me. and no, But in these cases, don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back and say, I can do this, I can do that, and I can definitely try and do that. And with that said, the next point is to be confident. When you're being different, now you can't be too timid about it. And being confident isn't the same as being cocky. So you need to be confident in your skills that you can do this. And with that said, you should also refresh these skills. So if it's statistics and you're confident that you can do statistics, uh, go back to some SPSS YouTube tutorials and refresh your brain. So if you have an interview, you can actually use some nice keywords that will impress the panel. <laughs> so 
be confident in your skills and, and confident in who you are as a person. And last, but definitely not least, and basically the whole point of this episode of this podcast, learn from your mistakes. Now, we all have gotten tons of rejection letters and my advice to you is not to be depressed about them. Learn from your mistakes. Go through all of what you did and find the, the terrible, terrible mistakes you did and fix them. There is no harm in fixing the crap that you did. And a good point to make too is to realize that some of the things that you've done, they've been crappy. They've been a total waste of time and you need to acknowledge that to move on. Don't be too connected to your work. Your work of art can be crap to someone else. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, it can be crap to someone else. So the best advice I can give to you is to learn from your mistakes. Go back or go over all those essays you wrote, all those applications. Have someone else read them, not just your friend. Have a professional in the field read them. Have an academic read them. Have a past scholarship. Have a past scholarship holder. Uh, read them and, and see if they think it makes sense. See if they can understand your story and see if they can relate to it and even see how you match this scholarship or this program. And with all these tips, when you keep them in mind, I'm sure that you can reap some real, real rewards. So that's just me telling you how to be successful in your scholarship application. And I really hope that you can take this advice. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, you're probably in your kumbaya circle with your family right now listening to this podcast. <laughs> I hope you can take this advice and, and build on it. And also, if you have any tips and tricks, you can definitely shout me an email. You can shoot me an email at mr.saintsanj at gmail.com. That's mr.saintsanj at gmail.com. I say this because I can't remember the email address for the podcast that I made. In the next episode, I'll tell you the correct email address. And you can find the podcast on Instagram and you can also find it on YouTube. And I'll be posting the summary of this list on LinkedIn. So, and of course, it's available on all your podcast uh, platforms. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to digest all this information and use it as best as you can and also share it with your friends. Don't keep this a secret. I am going to be here for a while. I have many more episodes with tons of tips and tons of tricks for students and students at life. Uh, let's get to all the motivated, all the motivated procrastinators <laughs> in the world. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wisegrad. I hope it helps you. I hope it helps your friend, your mom, your dad, your sister, your cousins, everyone. Thanks for clicking play and not clicking next. Until next time, see ya. interested in becoming a sponsor or a collaborator with Wisegrad, you can definitely send an email to wisegradpodcast at gmail.com.